welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit findmeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. So who will be the champion of the Philippines? Well, it all comes down to a music video and two runways to decide who's making it to the grand finale. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines. And back with me once again is my Drag Race Philippines correspondent, Precious Envy. Welcome back. Nothing like a Mexican from California to discuss Drag Race Philippines. (laughs) There it is. Did you audition for Drag Race Mexico? I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I am the worst Mexican in the world. Well, there's there's time to learn. I mean, I'm sure Valentina can help you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Listen, I'll, she's not. I'll, she's the host, right? Like it has to be. I don't know if she has hosting in her. I can see her being she's, like a jiggly and being like yeah. being like a main judge. Like I don't know. It's like Brooklyn and even Dickie Doll has like a personality that works well as a host. Fair. fair. I don't. I don't. I don't know if Valentina has that same. Uh, it could. She could do it. Maybe that's what she needs. I don't hey, know. listen, they're like, we need someone with recognizability. There it is. Boom. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. We'll find out eventually. But um, exactly. Well, next year. So yeah, no reference check this week. I don't have anything from Reddit. Whoever's in charge, y'all are dropping the ball, peeps. Um, I did find there a YouTube person that was doing the references. So I watched them probably. I think when episode episode four or five. And I got to understand, like, now I understand what their concept was for their promos, why they were saying the weird things in the in the little promo video. I'm all, oh, if I would have known this, it would have had completely different. I would have totally rearranged my order. I would have been like, oh, my God, that outfit is genius. And I'm like, all the bad things I say about some of these outfits, I take them back. I take them back. I've learned since then. That that's the that's the positive thing here. We love learning. Mm-hmm. I can't watch the videos only because I I use the Reddit thing as I'm going through. So yeah. like, no no no. I need an assistant, guys, people, friends, ladies, they's them's. I need an intern. Who wants to intern for me? <laughs> I'll give you a pin and a okay. dollar. Is, is mine in the mail? <laughs> I have to send it to you. Um, I would know because I was in the city last week and I was like, wait, mm. let me reach out. And I was like, ah, oh, my week got all yep. kinds of crazy. All right. Drag Race Philippines. We're a week away from the finale. You've been on the show a couple times talking about Drag Race Philippines. Where yeah, I think are this is you? Like my, I think this is like my fourth. Yeah, my fourth appearance. So where, yeah. where, where are you with this season? It started off really strong. And then it kind of became with how the judging... And how the how they were kind of scoring the girls, it kind of like became like an average drag race season. Yeah, and the double Shantae didn't feel deserved. 
and then it was just kind of like how they how they how they treated certain queens i wasn't a fan of i didn't like the the what was it the essentially body shaming Toreen, even though they're like you're the big girl you have to you have different standards but you're not telling all the skinny girls this uh you, you the obvious producing of trying to push brigadine the final but she wasn't delivering on her end so they finally were like well we're gonna get rid of you now uh the the makeover challenge was the story for most of them was good but it was like it kind of really made me dislike minty in like that when things are going bad for her she she just doesn't know how to how to work and i was like girl Yeah, the latter half of the season it really lost its seam and edge because I think the drama was done. We we resolved things. I mean, we clearly resolve everything in this episode. Oh yeah. Um, but no, the 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 thing that we were catching on to that we were enjoying not only just the the Filipino aspects and learning about the culture, but the, the queens themselves they felt really comfortable and that was an exciting to watch Um, yeah and i also was thinking too being like we were promised like untucked to be this drama filled thing and i'm like honestly aside from silhouettes breakdown and i think the first one was pretty dramatic too i think the first one was pretty dramatic with the brigadine uh minty stuff then silhouettes break down, and then you had the the Eva moment where she broke down in the mirror about mm-hmm. being called trash. But otherwise, I'm like, I never really felt anything that wasn't kind of been the, that we've like seen on the U.S. season, right? I, so I, I was very still, much there. I'm unless still in next the week, camp of unless playing. next week is going to be completely insane because all the girls are back. So right, I'm still very much in the camp of let's just do untucked within the episode. Like I don't mind an hour and a half episode, even in the U.S. I, I think we're done. I think it's out and run its course. If um, this, uh, I think this show needs to learn how to edit so they can make it an hour and a half instead of it being right. like two hours. And it, I think honestly, like we'll get to it, but mm-hmm. like it all comes down to the judging. It's oh, the yeah. judging portion that is way mm-hmm. too long. So long. This episode was just like, are you going to critique them or are you just going to say praise? Like, is that for next week? Um, weird episode. Weird episode. This, yeah, this was this was like a weird semifinal episode. Yeah, because it was basically the final, but not. But. Let's go into it. Brig-a-ding-ding-ding has left the building. Minty and her unfinished business have officially been finished. She has sent her rival home, but she is not feeling great about it. She cut Brigadine's dream short. And I was like, I don't think you felt that way like three weeks ago, but no. Precious is super emotional as she lost both her divine sisters. She shares that Brigadine inspired her to be a real drag queen and stop only doing impersonations. She pushed her to be precious. Who pushed you? To be precious. Desperation. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, create, uh, a creative, like, output. That's pretty much, like, drag has always been, for me, a more of a creative outlook. You know, I work mm-hmm. in a nine-to-five in a cor- semi, semi-corporate job where I can't really be as creative or as sure. flamboyant as I seem to be naturally. Uh, so drag is, has always been kind of like, uh, I can express myself by doing drag that I can't like that. Honestly, literally just going to work with painted nails would be like enough, but you know, <laughs> that, Hey, I hear that. Mm-hmm. Now silhouette has her second badge and this is a meaningful moment for her. 
she's not surprised to be in the top five. Wow, what a journey for Silhouette this episode. I can't wait to discuss. I, I have some some <laughs> jokes. But now it's a battle to be in the final four in the grand finale. What will it take to get there? Well, Precious will be doing what she's been doing since day one, and that's be herself. She's not going to fake anything and fight until her last breath and drop of blood. Marina wants to uphold Filipino drag excellence. She wants to give thanks to the queens before her while carrying the torch for them all. Eva reminds the girls that she does not have a badge, but what she does have is that she has surprised herself in so many things. She had fears and insecurities, but she will fight them all with her very best as they all deserve it. Minty will continue to let everyone experience the Minty Fresh experience. She didn't pull out the glittery rainbow flag for nothing. She wants to represent the colors to the whole world, the universe, rather. And silhouette. It's silhouette. She it's, it's, it's silhouette. You know, I was thinking this was the only pop, like, this was the only uh, series that didn't award a Rue badge to all the winners of the music group because every see every other season has done that and if they had done a group repeater badge win sure. eva would actually have gotten the badge and marina would have actually bumped up to three because mm-hmm. they were on the winning team but they went with a solo win and that's like okay but it's like because i was thinking i'm all eva hasn't really been bad she was only in the bottom once if she right. wasn't safe she was high. So I'm like, her track record is actually pretty good. And I love that part in their, their, their little um, tic-tac lunch when they're like, well, have, does having a Rue badge, is that a requirement to win? I'm like going, that part, you know? Yeah. Maybe. It's very, it's very, very interesting. I mean, these badges, they mean jack shit, but clearly they do mean something. But yep. Marina is so happy to be there. She didn't expect it. She is the youngest with the least experience, but she's soaring. Now, Minty has done so many challenges, but she's feeling like this is it. And this is going to be the theme of her episode. But yep. Eva tells the girls to not wash their tights because that is good luck. And I am here you to tell you, no, 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 no. That is not smart. <laughs> Queens, wash your drag. Please spare yes. us all you smell. Yes. Yes. And that's my PSA. All right, or invest, Queen's Hive. Okay, or invest in uh, cases of Febreze mm-hmm. and to, to Febreze and hang dry in your bathroom when you get home from the gig. So at Literally. least at least the Febreze is trying to doing his best to get to get those tights smelling not like gunk. Sweat and desperation. Yep, sweat and desperation. Mm-hmm. That's what tights smell like. The queens arrive in a stupid gunslinging pose, but leave it to Precious Paul and Nicole to make the editors do work as she is spinning around in her seat in confessional as they have to make sure that green screen is on fleek. I was like, okay, oh, that's that green, that green screen, that green screen. I'm like, oh, they, it didn't break. It was very, they did a very good job with her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Did not see the green screen at all. Marina is feeling glorious, gracious. And she can't win, wait to win another challenge. For them, it is early morning. They don't want to talk, so they ask Silhouette about her Rue badge, which means <laughs> you'll do enough talking for all of them. Oh, yes, yes. She's a, she's a person. Now, she is feeling happy because she did this with her partner and how it was a family resemblance being able to win as a drag mother and show her how she nurtures people around her. Listen, as we fast forward in the future and do rewatches, the drinking game attached to Silhouette will be take a drink anytime she mentions her story, her partner, her being a drag mom, or her grandma. That's what we know about her. You you will be drunk 
within 15 minutes. Literally. You know what I heard, uh, you know what, because it's topical. Um, Silhouette's entire personality is being a drag mother. And I'm just reminded of the Try Guys right now, because that was Ned's entire personality. And look what look what that look what that did. Oh my god. Um, I'm not a Try Guy guy, but I've been learning about it for the podcast. And oh my god, these people. Ned, he's always, he's always been my least favorite Try Guy. The difference between him and the one above him is astronomical. They're better off without him. Yeah. Silhouette has had a rocky road at the beginning, but she's climbing her way to the top. So it's time to do the thing that we do on the show where they need to fill time so they discuss the memorable moments of the season. This was very fascinating to me, but let, let, let's dive through mm-hmm. this. Um, we're going to begin with the funniest moments where Silhouette kicks them off with Morgana and her humor. And we're going to watch her from the mini challenge and the jumping. And she was a unique human, wasn't she? She was unique and I miss her. She was she was just out there funny and she was naturally funny, kind yeah. of like an Alyssa Edwards, where yes. she didn't realize how funny she was, and it was just how she was and how she said things. And I also realized because there was a few episodes ago, I noticed the board with the dolls, and I was all, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. And then when they redid the clip, she was holding and she named the three girls who just went home. And I'm like, going, right, you right. know, it was Morgana. That's why Morgana started that, and that then they just kept it going. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, this is like a weird way to be like our fallen sisters literally now i don't know if this was supposed to be in the funniest moments bit but um precious will bring up turing fainting and marina will try to justify it but precious is like that was just being dramatic and i was like ooh, ooh. Well, no, okay. she was saying dramatic or traumatic and then she yeah. brought up then she brought up the uh, touring fainting now, another traumatic moment is Silhouette being called out for a breakdown. Listen, as long as she can acknowledge how ridiculous she was being, mm-hmm. she will say that she thought she was being played, and she will say that Gigi insisted that she personally attack her. Okay. This will lead us to the uh, Shanak, aka Baby Vampire montage, where they all are essentially mocking Gigi Era's interpretation of the runway, and Silhouette will straight up just call the look ugly as it is drag race and not a horror film. And it doesn't get any nicer for Gigi as they mock her for her sachet shante on the runway during the lip sync. Um, what a time to be alive and be Gigi area watching this back being like, wow, oh, yes, my sisters hated me. Well, you always that because didn't Jiggly have that in the finale where she was talking about Fifi being like, girl, I thought we we're cool. I'm watching, I'm here at home watching the show and I'm like, this bitch mm-hmm. this bitch she's like what the fuck and i'm like yeah it's like it's those things where you're like you remember you're filming it but you're gonna end up re-watching it so exactly. anything you say to the camera about a fellow contestant that you don't say hey i talked some shit about you just so you know and it's like so you're gonna get that text like so really is mm-hmm. that what you thought mm-hmm. like now, even notes that they are the best of the best, as Marina and her hand gestures say they are the baddest bitches in the game. <laughs> the future of Filipino drag is bright for now. Mama Roo and the terrible audio have a message for them. They are going to get physical, and still, it's not a drag fight club, which I think we all deserve. But Mama Pau is here in white. First communion realness. <laughs> 
it's their last chance to show their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to prove that they belong in the grand finale. And their final maxi challenge will be starring in a music video of RuPaul's Champion. They have to memorize the lyrics of the song and prepare a lip sync performance for it. The last part of the song will be performed in front of the judges in a cute little bait and switch moment. Um, they're going to need two sickening looks for the video. Beautiful boxer and dripping in gold eleganza. Marina says she was born to do this. This is her thing, even though it's her first music video. Sure. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Emma, didn't, doesn't she have a song out? Yeah, but I don't think she has music. You know, I guess she didn't do a music. Or maybe video. she didn't do music. She was, too, yeah. she, she was probably too traumatized by um, her drag mother. Uh, drag mother. <laughs> they also have to have a kiki time with Mama Pow and Caleb Karen because everyone loves their own version of a podcast. Yep. Just for playing, Mama Pow was like, here, $10,000 peso gift cards from Sabria Optical, proud ally of the LGBTQ plus community, providing vision care for all to see clearly. What do they have hey, to do for it? If you, you have you to get make them do something for that, maybe they ran out of mini challenges. Everybody loves puppets. I did <gasps> not see any puppets. This would have been maybe they're saving that for next week. I didn't see even even bad. though I don't know why they would just need a mini challenge for the finale, but maybe they're going to save the puppets. Yeah. Well, on the runway category is back to back style elegance, where they need to serve two looks. And they said, lead, there be light and best drag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking one of them said lead. While we in America say LED. Maybe we're wrong. Can we just start calling it lead? Or is that bad? I don't know. Because I think when you say lead, you think of something else. Right. Which is probably bad. You don't want to have yeah. lights. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's an easy day for these bitches. They got a lot to do. This is, and I would say like, this is a finale they, episode. This is like a finale episode that is their semifinal, and they probably only had like a day and a half to do all this. Yeah. Well, Mama Pal leaves, and the girls need something to do, so the producer's like, uh, work on the things you already had pre-made for you, but make it look like you're doing it now. It was yeah. very Dragula. It was so Dragula. I was like, this mm-hmm. is stupid. Minty it really was a buffer. It was the buffer, yeah. Minty could not sleep as she had anxiety being so close to the finale. She was nervous about being eliminated first, and she has the same nerves about not being in the finale. Eva, though, has a newfound confidence on stage and has nothing to lose at this point. She was consistently reminded of jokes from home being about her dancing skills, but she got used to it. She didn't want to have expectations for herself entering Drag Race, desiring to start from scratch. She says it's hard to come in with a reputation already, but it's the experience of a lifetime. And every time she's talked this episode, it's like, oh my God, she's going to get a real badge. This is a great episode for her. That's what I thought the entire, even when they did the judging, the judging no. was so positive. I was like, are they going to give her a rue badge just so she has one to go to the mm-hmm. finale? Because I'm like, yes, I loved her runway looks. Yes, when she when it was the solo part with the dripping in gold, I thought she did amazing. But she was one of the weaker dancers. Not yeah. as bad as Minty. And it's like, you could see, because I'm like, she did a good job, but you could see in her head she was trying to remember the steps. Yeah. But I was like, whereas Marina was like just polished on that part. But I in my head, I'm like, this entire episode is giving me Eva's finally going to get the badge because she had a good, that part we were just talking about, her conversation with Mama Powell and Kelly Karen was probably the best of them. And then the person in the runway. 
And then when it was like, Marini, they're winning the challenge. <laughs> Emma, still no rebadge, but you're in the finale, girl. I was like, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. If she gets the crown listen, with no badges, listen. I'll be happy. There has been a queen who has won zero maxi challenges and won the season. Oh, that's right. That's right. I can't wait to talk about Draggers Italia too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, let me let me try. Oh, I will say their I will say their promos, I think are probably one of the they're like the best. Their promos for Draggers Italia are so good. Not the ones I posted, not the ones that they've released as the official promos. Like the photo shoot that they did. No, the, the video. No, yeah, the video. The video. They're, no, no, they're that's amazing. Not their, that's not their official promos. Oh, that's not their official promos? No, the ones that's just their I, commercial? Yeah. The ones <laughs> I posted look like they're um Amazon.com showgirls. They're oh. fucking terrible. Oh. And what will happen, just like last season. We'll never see them on them ever. Why did they put the? Oh, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, let's go to the main stage for Kiki time with Mama Pala and Khaled Karen. First up, we have Evil Queen. There are no Tic Tacs or Jaffas. They are just getting pretty plastic pig teeth sets. Yep. Okay. Um, and Mama Pala reminds her how they'll never forget about her drunken antics. Cue the um video from Untucked during the Pink Runway where she drank and drank. Um, I was like, wow, um, interesting arc for Eva here. What she will never forget about Drag Race Philippines is that Rajo said to her she was trash. And this leads to Pao and Khaled Karen bursting out in laughter. I was like, this is a traumatic moment, and y'all think it was a joke? Wow. It's the... It's, I think... Again, I, I've said this before. I don't think Mama Pow is a good host. And Caleb Karen was giving me like just like drunk girl at the bar vibes. That's just like the girl who's like, oh my God, you were amazing. You're my favorite queen in I love you very, very. It was just like, she was very like, it was, it was weird. Like sometimes like how she would burst into laughter or talk about or go high on certain things. I was like, I didn't need that moment. Or how and she got things incorrect. It's like, well, did the producer not feed her the right information or did she not do well, homework? Like, I get it. We mm-hmm. know things because we're watching the show. They don't yeah. get to see what happens in the workroom. But she, the, just the fact later on when she's like, wait, drag mom, not sister? I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Girl, please, where you been? Mm-hmm. Eva says, even in her third lifetime, she will be carrying this with her. She said it was a very humbling experience. And if that is what they saw, that is all that she can present. She had a lot of good memories with her sisters. She never thought in a million years she would be embracing in front of the mirror, minty and silhouette. I was like, come I have more of that information and why we don't like them outside of the show, please. Oh, I think it's pretty clear why no one likes them outside of the show. I think it's like, I think minty comes across as a, a cold bitch. And I think you have to know her to see that she has a personality and she's warm. And I think Silhouette's very much like she said. She's a mother. She owns that bar. And I think it's like, if you're not working for her, I don't think she has the time for you. Silhouette is Lady Tremaine. Minty Fresh are both ugly <laughs> stepsisters. And Marina is Cinderella. Oh my God. That's There it is. You're welcome. That is perfect. That is a perfect analogy. 
Uh, well, Eva told herself the person sitting there now is a very pers- different person who entered the competition. The biggest change is that before when you said her name, people recognized her by the pretty wigs and the opulence, but she showed her broken personality inside, which came out with a lot of insecurities about not being the entertaining drag queen or a great dancer. She notes that people don't get her drag and she would walk away with the least amount of tips, made her feel less entertaining, but she got called out less by Sir Douglas than the others. So fuck that shit. Also, we'll talk about Sir Douglas, who is MIA. Uh, Yeah. The other thing, too, was uh, when I watched this the the first time, because I rewatched the episode earlier today, that moment when she started talking about not getting, being the girl that got the least tips, the least amount of applause, having that feeling of people not getting your drag, it's like, oh my, it was like, girl, you were speaking to me right now. Did you feel seen? Oh my God, I felt so seen. I was like, going, this is the reason why you, I made you my number one queen. Emma, you are just speaking to me like never before. It's those moments. Cause I remember when I started, it's not like I'm saying, it's not like I'm saying I'm raking in the dollars whenever I perform, but I remember I would do competitions and do numbers and not get tipped or get a dollar. And I'd walk out being like, I made a dollar today. That was what I made doing drag. And having the hosts be like, they knew their fucking words. Like, why are we no one tipping? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, it just, I felt very seen. Toreen was giving me, like, the motivation I needed as a queen. And Eva's like, yes, soul sister. I get you. I want to be your friend. Drag race brings drag queens together. Exactly. Eva will say that she came with big dreams and a fragile heart, but she's leaving with even bigger dreams. Eva the Queen is her canvas and creative outlet, but she, who, but who she is as a person is what has let her stay as long as she did and how she approached the competition. She didn't have a rue badge, but she was genuinely happy for her sisters. It doesn't take away from her own greatness. Mama Pow does remind her that she is the only one without a rue badge, and Eva's like, is that required? No one said you needed a rue badge. <laughs> Cal- you know, you know ahead. they always love when it gets to when it gets there, you know how even RuPaul will always be like, well, you know you don't have a badge. And it's like, well, whose fault is that? Literally. You're the one that gives them out. Now, Kel Karen is going to ask if she felt insecure without a badge. Eva does say no. She always saw drag as a culmination of a person's experience, skills, and emotions. They each have something different to bring to the table. Their differences don't make them inferior. It makes them special and superstars in their own right. And I'm like, nah, 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 good for you. <laughs> I think this was a great conversation. And Eva is incredibly eloquent. Like, oh my God, she is so well-spoken. It, um, I, I'm glad she got to share her piece and talk to them on a personal level. But like, oh my God, I one batch may have actually changed the course of the rest of the season. Yeah. Honestly, because I did, I thought she was going to win Snatch Game. I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't get Silhouette's character, but apparently she was spot on. And I guess Silhouette did the best reveal runway. That's what, and I was like, but I really was like, oh, Eva was cracking me up. I have no idea who this comedian she's pretending to be, but I am, she is on point. Yeah. And then I think she, there was another week where she was really close to winning. And I'm like, going, she's been close a couple times. So it's not like she's been like safe, 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 low, safe, safe, safe. Now I'm like, you know, she had some moments where it's like almost, almost. Next up, Marina Summers. Pal will not only compliment her outfit, but her 
Happy Trail. So there is a host hitting on a contestant. HR, get on it. Um, Mama Powell wants to know who Marina Summers is now. And she says she will leave prouder of herself. She didn't give herself credit to um, and downplay her achievements. She second-guessed herself, but she felt she was experiencing herself as she experienced the competition. She gained her confidence back. Whenever the girls use the word experience, they use like seven times. This is now the second person this episode used the experience like multiple times in one single sentence. Her biggest first in this competition was her comedy. As they note her snatch game performance, it was her first acting in improv there and compared it to losing her virginity again. And I was like, between the happy trail and the virginity, what kind of conversation is this turning into? You know they probably did it once, right? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Now, this is really a tea time because Cal Karen is like, so the life of a drag queen is filled with gossiping and upstaging and picking sides and backstabbing. So tell me about your mother's silhouette and have you resolved your issues? I was like, could you imagine Rue doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, we say that for the reunion and still Rue doesn't say that shit. But good for you, Cal Karen, taking the playbook, taking a page from the playbook of Michael Block. Say <laughs> nothing. You got to say it all. Give me everything. So, Marina says she is happy to say that they are on the road to a better relationship. They didn't have a chance to talk about the issue, but they are seeing things eye to eye. There is more, that is more more than enough for her. And Mama Powell says she thinks her time will come and calls her a drag race superstar. So, winner confirmed, question mark? Honestly, it feels like, I do feel like at this point, Marina is the one that is most likely going to get the crown. Yep. Absolutely. And depend, just depend on what they're doing next week would determine if something fucks that up. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, I'm at this point, I'm like, I can see Marina getting the crown because I do think, like, Precious and even Ava would work amazing on a versus the world season. Mm-hmm. Like, so I could see them, like, going, if they don't get it, I think they might be good components yeah. on one of those down the line. I think nothing new came from Marina here, and I don't have like the trauma arc from her at all from this season, which is fine. You don't have to have a traumatic childhood to win. But, I think um, she is a great drag race queen. She's very good at this. She's a good drag race queen. I think her biggest storyline was the silhouette and her drama mm-hmm. that they made sure to put in right in episode one. Oh yes, and it's like. That really was it because they had the whole. I think there was also a moment between like the her and Minty thing about, I guess, what they slept with the same man or something like that. We'll get and there, we'll get there because that was because that was the only thing really with Marina in regards to anything traumatic. But she, she's been a very like steady contestant this entire time. We have Minty Fresh next, and she is ready for the bottomless drinks. Mm-hmm. Mama Powell states that she has proved that she's not just a look queen, but she is an unapologetically unapologetic personality and talent. So what can she say to the people who said she was just a look queen? Mindy says it was one of the reasons why she wanted to join the show was not only to show her drag, and it's not just about dressing up and wearing makeup and performing, but to show that her drag has a purpose. The purpose of her drag is to represent all the colors of the flag, and her drag is fearless and confident. And that's why she was born. Born from the fears. (laughs) She reveals that Minty Fresh made her have the confidence she didn't have. She was afraid of her parents finding out about her being gay. She was traumatized from family reunions because the comments from her family would be said in front of her parents. She also shares that it was common for for teachers to tell parents about their kids being gay. And that caused Minty to miss school days because of the fear of being 
who she was. And I was like, oh my God, is this Florida? Exactly. Do you better? Or actually, or, or actually just growing up and being a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, because anything mm-hmm. that you're like, I was very much the slur, before I even knew what the word gay or faggot meant, I was called it. So I was like, then you realize what it is. You're like going like, oh, okay. The reason why I will never win a reality show is because I didn't have any of that growing up. I don't have a trauma arc. No one will put me on a reality show. Oh, I have, tra- I have a trauma arc. Maybe I'd be great for Drag Race. Do it. Drag Race Mexico. There it is. Drag Race Mexico. Exactly. Exactly. Karen says her drag is empowering with a desire to inspire the younger generation. And we do learn a little bit more out of Minty in this moment, but it almost felt like this was just a little too late, like representing the flag and the people. Where was this like six episodes ago? I think Minty's trajectory was very much a roller coaster. It, it was, was a roller like, coaster, then it, it was a bomb down. Because even like the and the thing that they were trying to do with her was the whole like wake up Minty. It's like, um, it almost made it worse. It made it worse because I was like, she won the first challenge. She was high the second week. She was just kind of one of the worst ones in this in this group challenge because she just looks like she doesn't like doesn't give a shit. And this then the you character ha- she played. And then you had her play a character in the what was it the divas musical yes. episode, mm-hmm. and her character was a sleepy character. Right. So you're like, um. I don't get it. And then when Julie was like, I told you to wake up and you woke up. And I'm like going like, she really wasn't that bad before that yeah. point. It wasn't like she was a pearl and it was just like kind of coasting. Just be like, uh, hello, if you're going to be here, be here kind of thing. Precious Paul Nicole is here and she dances her way with her signature move. I didn't know it was her signature move, but she did it so many times this episode. It's clearly her signature move. Yep. She's nervous because she's not used to interviews. And I was like, girl, get ready. You're on Drag Race. You're in part of the community. It's going to happen a lot. And at any yep. time you want to come to the podcast, welcome. Mama Pal says they love how she loves other people, whether it's her siblings or drag sisters or parents. She was a caring person and reveals that before her mom passed. She would always tell her, even if you have nothing left, you know how to give because the blessings will keep coming as long as you share it. She takes that to heart and brings it to her fellow drag queens and fills the void that's missing. Khaled Karen says that she has a golden heart and that she's, uh, that's a real goal. She doesn't want to perform to entertain, but to share her story and inspire. I was like, God damn it, another person with a story. Khaled Karen, will Shade Jiggly remind us that she did not make it to the top five and she had two chances. She got oh. booted, but she's here with them and Karen is just like telling them the truth. Hashtag truth. You bet Jiggly was like in another room being like, bitch, are you kidding me? I can't even defend myself. Exactly. She's like, we're, we're discussing contracts for season two. Literally. <laughs> I'm well, going to sit on the other side of the table. Which I still don't understand why they didn't do that, but whatever. I, 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 don't, I didn't make the seating arrangement. Uh, maybe Jiggly's like, we, we petite ladies. We're going to sit over here together. Yeah, I don't know if it was, because I think it would have made more sense to be like, you yeah, Khaled be some uh, like Rahu or John because they usually they've been kind of rotating. Mm-hmm. Mama Pal, Jiggly, and then whoever the other guest judge is. Oh my God, what are we going to have next week? We're going to have like Rahu, John, and BJ. All three of them. Yeah, because all three of them have been kind of been rotating weird. around. I, yeah. I'm trying to work. I'm starting to work on the um, end of the year uh, awards, which I can't believe we're already almost there. And I have uh, always the award for um, best supporting judges. Yeah. And it's like, there are five, 
four or five of them. What am I supposed to do here? Um, yeah, so I, need, first, I need some. I need someone to solidify who the official judges. Yeah, because I think the picture. The picture is only Khaled Karen. It's only Khaled Karen and Jiggly, and that's how you. I only thought it was going to be the two of them with Mama Pao. and then it was like, oh no, Rahu's back again, and then they're like, well, no, when he's not there, John has been coming back. And, and then, then you're like, and then BJ appears like every so often. So you're like, wait, is he a judge too? Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, very, very strange, very strange. Mm-hmm. All right, Precious is doing this for her mom, who she always imagines her mom there watching and smiling. It's ingrained in her head. She wanted to always impress her, even as a child. She's doing this also for her siblings. She is able to give people joy because she's happy, and that would make her mom happy. She wants to fulfill her mama's wish and bring the family together, even if it's just for one Christmas once a year. She gave us a heartful chat, but nothing illuminating and precious here. No, it was, yeah, there was, I think, honestly, Ava's was the only one that stuck in my mind. Everybody else had a very standard drag race finale-esque interview. Like nothing, no, there was really no new information. Kelly Kern was trying to get some drama or get some dirt or some tea from the girls, but it wasn't anything that was like, oh, I didn't know that. It was a lot of stuff. It's just like rehashing things that we already knew as an audience based on what the girls have said or from Untucked, but it was now just them being like, oh, this is stuff we have to talk to you about now. Now, rounding out the alphabet, it's Mother's Silhouette. Helen Karen notes that she is the dark horse of the competition who was fading in the background to start, but now she is full speed. Did she ever imagine it? Silhouette says yes. She says she sees herself winning the crown. She came there not only with a purpose, but to tell a story. Her story and the people who came before her. She felt it, that if she was fading, so was the history of the LGBTQ plus community and those who paved the way. I was like, wait, you're the representation of everybody? Fuck you. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> she will then say that to be able to pass on what she's learned from the queens before her is almost a bigger win. So which one is a girl? Do you want the crown or the knowledge? Which one? You can only pick one. I don't see her winning. I, d- I doubt she's no. going to win. I doubt it. Now, honestly, strategy... Go ahead. Honestly, I was going back to our, like, what we, how we had, when we did our little rankings, almost, she was, like, out number two for me. I think you had her out, like, within, like, the first five. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, oh, she's still here. Now, did the strategy of not working every night and being a creative director give her an edge? She says it worked in her favor as she was underestimated. And then she fully says out loud on camera in full conviction that her brain is more than their combined weekly events as drag artists. I was like, bitch, stop it. No, you can't say that. I think her brain and her mouth are on two different speeds. And she just lets things fly without being like, hold up, hold up. Rethink what you're about to say. Up, oh, up, no, you already said it. Sorry, can't say it. She really came in here being like, I am better than everyone because I am a creative director. You all work for me. Bow down. And yeah. You're, you're, you're my daughter, was my daughter. You're like. Yeah, I, I'm I, not a fan. Not a fan. Now, Cal Karen is like, okay, so we got like one side of the story. What's your side of the story with the drama with your daughters? And Silhouette will be like, that mother will tell the truth and says, you can't impose on someone to say sorry if they don't feel like they can truly apologize. She is still waiting, but for now they can be civil and hug each other, but it's not what they used to have. It's no longer intimate. But regardless of what happens outside the competition, she is still her daughter 
and not his family. So Silhouette hopes in the remaining days they can fix it. And she will initiate it. I was like, you really want to be the hero here, but you're he going does. to back and be he like, does. no, 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 no. We caught on to you, girl. Mm-mm. She was, I think Silhouette was very calculated. She wanted to be seen as the underdog and everything she's done has been, and she, and she will say, always says, I was in the top this many times, the top two this many times, I have this many badges. And I'm like, you know what? That's there's more to this competition than just being like in the top. You yeah. have to, you have. I think of the final five, or right the the final five. I'm like going, you're, she's kind of the least likable. Like absolutely, she's because I think it's like she's so overconfident in the fact that she's the best that I'm like, there's no there's no relating to it. Where you can relate to Marina, you can relate to Precious, you can relate to Eva, even the way you can relate to Minty. Um, mm-hmm. But even but a little wet just is like, no. Nope, you're very, you're very, it's kind of hard, it's hard to, to relate. Now, Karen, who's been sitting here this entire time, five interviews, is like, wait, wait, who are you feuding with, Jiggly? And Pal was like, no, Marina and Eva. And then Silva's like, no, 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 I have nothing against Eva. I was like, but Eva's got something against you, so can we, like, go back in time and figure out what that problem is? I think the Eva and Silhouette thing, I think Eva probably, because remember, I think Eva. I think Eva's thing is as a performer. I don't think Silhouette ever saw her yeah. as 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 anyone as someone like as one of her girls, maybe. And I think that's what she was saying about like I can be here sitting next sitting next to Silhouette and be a we're we're on a friend on be on a friend level mm-hmm. during the competition. I think that's what it was, not necessarily like oh we have beef, but I think it's more of a. I she didn't think Silhouette probably thought of her as as anything. Now. As a writer here, I, I, I have written fiction. I've written plays. I'm very good at it. Um, part of writing a story is telling the story. Yep. So what the hell is Silhouette's story? I still have no fucking idea. I'm not asking for words. Like grandmother, family, no mother. I, I want to know why. I want to know what happened because that does not define you until you tell us why you are this way. I don't know her backstory. And this Silhouette, is what infuriates me. Silhouette is the character page of what the, you're the character, like you're like, it's a page of Silhouette. These are the points that I want to bring up in her story. So when you write the story, these are the character points that you're going to bring up. That's what she is. She's not the full story. She is all the check marks of what the story is supposed to be about, but you've not actually fleshed it out. I'm going to make a statement here. And listeners, <laughs> please do not get mad at me. This is just an analogy. <laughs> Silhouette and her talking points remind me of Republicans. Oh. Back it up, but you'll say the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, whether it was time or whether he was a monster, we have no video visit from Sir Douglas, the choreographer from hell. Someone had to choreograph this. It was choreographed well, but yeah. who did it? So if there's anyone out there who knows who choreographed this, I want to know. Or he did do it and they just didn't show it. Right, right, right. Um, because they've done that in other, other, other finales where you don't see 
the filming, you just see the video because they've right, done that before we, in the past. Early, another episode, we had Silhouette freaking out that he was going to be back, and Eva as well being like, I, I, I wanted to see it. Get rid of the 50 minutes you of, just, of critiques. Let me see that. You just wanted to see him yell at Silhouette again because yes, that's all he does. So. <laughs> all right, well, it's just a new day in the workroom, and they're getting ready for, to perform Champion. Uh, they are happy to be in a music video, but there are a lot of nerves involved. Now we're going to have a moment where Silhouette is almost ready to throw in the towel as she will confess to Precious that if there is a person she wants to be in the top two with, it's her. Is she trying to form like a survivor alliance? She knows there's no voting involved, right? Like, where did this connection happen? What happened? Where did this, this happen? We did not see the two of them ever like interacting ever. And now all of a sudden Silhouette's like, I will tell you that it's more than just the craft. It's the artistry of being a queen and the totality. You're brilliant, Precious. And Precious is like, before coming here, I was at Obar and couldn't find older recycled stuff to bring. So I felt like I was, I made the mess of it and um, I might get bashed, but everyone is giving me the chance. And so it was like, you're talented. Speak from the heart. And they're going to hug it out. I'm just like, this was weird. Where did this come from? This was, I, I think it might have been still a dream. Like, let me get as much screen time as I'm in because I'm not, they may be getting rid of me this week. Or, or this was Silhouette being like, do not make me do Sophie's Choice. I'm not picking from my three children. Precious, here's my number two. Yeah. But Silhouette's not going to end here. She's no longer trying to be a bitch. She's going to try to make amends. So she pulls Marina aside and we are going to get the talk. No, mm-hmm. not about the birds and the bees, but about the drama. Silhouette will say, regardless of what happens, she apologizes as she knows she hurts her deeply, but Marina hurt her too. And Marina will say that she wants to remove the burden and that she didn't talk to her or anyone because the experience was traumatic for her. Not only was it her birthday, but she also didn't know if she had a job. It was a lot of emotions and she carried them until she got there. And that's like, that is the key point that I think I missed for a lot of this conversation and from earlier episodes. We didn't really know the gravity of the power Silhouette had outside of the show when it came to these queens. She literally is the one hiring them. And if Silhouette now has an issue with you for whatever personal drama, she could have lost her job and her entire livelihood. Yep. So that's why this conversation was so important to have. Sure, it was cool that we had at least a glimpse of it on screen, but this goes beyond the show now. Oh, yeah. She notes that when they had a walkthrough with Mama Pal, she wasn't scared or hurt, but thankful that she heard it in person. She respects what she had to say and what she had to feel. Silhouette knows that there is a connection, so baby steps, one step at a time. Marina says they were always in the top, so fate is making them cross paths. And Silhouette is proud of Marina and brings up non-show stuff about how she competed for Cartel and she told her she was winning and Marina was like, I was doing it for you. They talked it out, patched things up. Marina didn't expect that coming into the competition, but her heart is smiling and Silhouette is happy. It's all over. They're going to hug it out one more time. And Marina says that she will win it for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Marina down does know that this is not RuPaul's best friend, Philippines, mm-hmm. um, but she is happy to be around the girls as they are a family now. I, I don't know if it's my biasy against her, but I just didn't believe Silhouette. I'm sorry. I just didn't. No, it's because I, because she's so calculated, it was like she could have had this conversation with her weeks ago. Like the, right. like 
it's like they because they've been cordial. It's not like they've been catty with each other at all. I'm almost wondering if Silhouette thought she was gone. I think I think Silhouette might have thought if I go home, if this is the end for me, I want to make sure I leave every I leave on good terms. I mean, they didn't even film Champion yet, and they're having this conversation. So very very interesting. But it is main stage time as we have Mama Pal looking like a linebacker in those fucking shoulders. <laughs> we have Khaled Karen, Jiggly Caliente, John Santos, and Venus Deluxe. Oh, yeah, yeah. new boy. Uh, <laughs> we will begin with Tito, the video. It? You're right. Tito boy. Uh, we will begin with the video of Champion and then move into the runways. Uh, first off, Champion. Wow, come on, budget. I think this video kind of harkens back to the early days of Drag Race. Yep. And these music videos were simply Rue's cheap way of doing a video for her songs. Yeah, yeah. In the show, put the girls on, but it's my video. Yep. I love that the video starts and they come in a tuk tuk. Very iconic, very Filipino, very Asian. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I would like to comment on the boxing looks. It's be- I couldn't see a thing. So um, that the light lighting was, so high was really was bad. So yeah. What were they hiding? Speak. Tell us. Um, Minty Fresh, because she was that outfit. What was she? I don't know. I didn't get okay. boxing from her outfit at all. All right. So first off, this was the Marina show. They were all her backup dancers. Mm-hmm. And by backup dancers, they were just there. Um, I think Precious had the best boxing look. She did. Minty's mm-hmm. was a joke. Why did she have an aerial bra on? I have no idea. Did she steal it from Bella Noche? <laughs> I hate silhouette in the leopard print and the red pussycat wig. Who told oh. her, yeah, this is good luck? Do you do boxing in New Jersey? Is that what we're going for here? It could be. Now, you mentioned it earlier, but Eva's gold look was dynamite. Oh, oh it was so good. And I do feel like when they were doing the individuals moment, I and they, there were no dancing. I felt that's when everyone shined the best. And you could see them. And you could see you could see them clearly. I would have much rather been like, screw the boxing thing, like just be like gold with like with Champion. the trophies. Exactly. You're trying to win the gold, so it should have just been the gold. Uh it was like the video was just like drowned out with the light. So it was hard to see. And then the way it was shot, it was like, we're really seeing. Emma, was this the best take? Was right. this the best take? Or was it just one take and we're going? Now, I'm very fairly convinced that Silhouette stole Eva's feathers from her runway for her gold look. <laughs> Precious and her headpiece. Wow. Yeah. Giant. And then Marina is a golden goddess. My question. Is did Minty just give up this episode? Like, what a terrible way to go out. I think she did. I think she did. I think looking back at the season in a few years, this is going to be a great way to remember the season by. It was a strong video, and it's going to likely be a great way to honor the likely winner of the season. Yeah. I'd watch this again. Yeah, I think it, it's a great spotlight for Marina, who is right now the front runner. And it's, yeah, so like, not silhouette, Minty, the outfit was like a choice. Mm-hmm. And it did feel like when she was in the background, it did feel like she was half assing it. Yeah. So and you could tell it more on her than anyone else. Uh, but I was like, what, looking at it, I was like, 
based on the video, I was like, Marina's safe. I think Precious is safe. I'm like, uh, Eva and Silhouette are like on the bubble, but I'm like, Minty, you're in the bottom. If yeah. it's if we're going on just this, not the runway and their speeches, because I think the runway helped push uh, Silhouette into, into the bottom. Well, speaking of the runway, we got two categories. Um, when it comes to the critiques from the judges, <laughs> I just threw them in random places, listeners. I apologize because <laughs> I don't think they critiqued anything. But they really didn't. They really didn't. Category is lead. There be light. Mm. And I hate that they did that blackout gimmick. That was very stupid, but... It's a brown out here. Who didn't pay the electric bill? <laughs> Jiggly. Uh, in honor of the runway, we're going to play Lights On or Lights Off. Okay. Eva Laqueen, no designers listed. I think this was brilliant. Doing the neon sign, which is a smart concept, and then making it retro diner theme was so fun. The dress is something we have not seen from Eva this season, and it was very flattering and very well-crafted. The pink hair was very cute. Camp drag way to bring in this to the stage. I would like a milkshake, please. Um, the only thing missing would have been roller skates. Yeah, because that would have really sold that 50s car hop uh, yeah. element uh, that she was going for. I, I still love it. It was a cute way of, of being, uh, having an LED runway or lead runway without it just being like all over your body. It's like, we're going to put a sign and it's going to play off of I'm a diner girl. And it was very, it was campy, but also fashion. Absolutely. So smart. Mm -hmm. Mama pal will say that they didn't notice her two left feet in the music video. And John says he didn't notice her two left feet either, but was distracted by her blue hair. He says she had the right blend of standing out and stepping back. And that's a champion. He says he hasn't been to a diner that isn't bright. And it was a bright idea. Khaled Karen says she is absolutely right that she doesn't need a rebadge to prove her worth in the competition. She says she is reliable and always delivers. And she delivered here. I will. Lights on it. Lights on. Audience, fuck you. 68% lights on, 31% lights off. I don't know what you're expecting, but fuck off. Thank you. Miranda Summers, look by Clark Platino. This was absolutely a moment. At first, I thought we were adding her to the Pantheon of 2022 Mushrooms, but she is a beautiful lamp, so mm -hmm. add her next to Sminty. Yep. Uh, that shade it's, in her head. It's the lamp, it's the lamp runways that we've been yep. getting. Uh, it's the shade on her head. It was like old Hollywood meets Kentucky Derby meets Ikea. Um, yes. Rest. Yes. I was like, oh my god, it's a wedding gown. She's radiant. And then I looked at the designer. He designs wedding gowns. Wedding gowns, yeah. the The way that it's the, the cut on top has that like elevated wedding gown with the ruching on the bottom. Oh, when she walked out, I was like, it was gorgeous. I, I was like, you delivered this runway. Mama Pal will ask her who the biggest surprise in the top five is. And Marina says, in a good way, Eva, as they dreamt it before the competition started, they have been friends for a long time, and being with her feels golden. They all wanted to be like, okay, but really tell us. She wasn't going to do it. She's, she, she was not going to do it. Well, because even when the episode started, they all had that similar conversation of, is this the top five you expected? Right. And a lot of them were like, honestly, no, because I Precious wanted Brigadine and Venus to be in it with her. So it'd be like the divas together. And I think other people were like, you know, it may not, you know, maybe when we started, but being here now, it's like, no, we deserve to be here. Yeah. Like not, not going to take that away from anybody. Boy says that the very first time he saw her in the video, that, that was the champion. He says she was in the middle, but she knows her boundaries and no one gets in her boundaries. 
He says she stood out without devouring any of the girls. And Caleb Karen says she is the total package and a superstar and ready to take on the world stage. This is a lights on. Oh, this is a definite lights on. Audience, good job. 100% lights on. <laughs> Minty Fresh. No designers listed. Um, I'd like to keep the lights off, please. Wow. So the diamond chain number on her chest was the light source, and it was really striking image at the back of the stage with the lights off. Mm-hmm. When the stage lights grew, and you saw the look, damn, what a waste. Yeah. Black leggings and a faux black ostrich feather coat, that's not a combo for a fantasy for me. It's almost like her entire budget was spent on the light source, and she forgot what she was going to pair it with. This was such a missed opportunity. I feel her last few runways have been kind of like, I guess I'll wear this. I, I, I don't know what she was doing here. Like, it did not work as a cohesive concept. You know what I've noticed with this season, though? When the girls check out, they check out hard. They check out hard. They get hard. drunk and... Um, yeah. Um, Amal Venus was, like, drunk off her... At, like, I didn't realize how drunk she was when she could be because she just stood there. But when I watched that untuck, I was like, Venus is fucking drunk. Shit-faced. She has the... Um, and I think the reason why... I think she was like, if I just get drunk, I'm not going to care what, what happens. Right. Mama Pal says she is always gorgeous, but she rides up to the challenge. Jiggly says since she told her to wake up, she's shown a lot of personality. She says she is kind of like her in the sense of she would rather people think she's a bitch than people know that she has a heart because you have to be strong, hard bitch to survive. Boy says she is beautiful, but he needed to see how she celebrated that. This look is not for me. It is a lot soft. I'm in, I'm indifferent with this look. Like I like the concept and the idea. Yeah. But the execution didn't do it. So for me, it's like, it's that say, it's flickering. It's flickering. It's a flicker, flicker. Audience, very much in the middle. 53% lights on, 47% lights off. Yep, that's Precious, where I fall. Yeah. Precious Paul and Nicole, no designers listed. Uh, this was very captivating look. Very simple idea. Very detailed. I think Sunrise and Sunset didn't come through, but I may have missed something. As far as the look, it's really nice. I do dig it. I just wish the LED part was grander. Like, turn it on girl i felt that was the one thing i let i didn't mind the look but i i did feel like the brightness of the led didn't shine through on this look like uh like like it did for marina because they both because she was also in white where it's like yeah. silhouette uh, i mean I, I mean minty went dark with hers like a light on the black on a black screen but since they were doing white and lights Maybe if she had chosen to do like maybe like blue lights or a different yeah. color, that might have helped pop what you because of the white and how it was broken apart. Yeah, that might have helped. That might have helped sold the lead fantasy better. John says that her generosity did not go unnoticed. He doesn't look for the fashion side of drag, but the fun and storytelling side of it. Boy says he wouldn't want to compete against her as she is the type of adversary that makes others tremble. He says she has talent, integrity as a performer, and tenacity. Uh, uh, he says she is impregnable. T-I, T-I, which is Tagalog, meaning dick. <laughs> he was ready for that one. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give it a lights on, but like right on the middle, soft here. Yeah, I think I'm the same. It's like the light is on, but it's like the, but the bulb is dimming. Audience, 71% lights on, 29% lights off. And Silhouette, no designers listed. She is a traffic wizard. Listen, she took this literally, and I hate that for all of us, especially mm-hmm. when she fucking ripped Gigi Era earlier in this episode. For About the chunk Baby. Mm-hmm. 
So she walks out with a stoplight, and then we see her garment. It's a bodysuit with a traffic scene on it and a cape. No thanks. We've this seen is the silhouette before. This is the worst she's looked too. Like, yeah, especially with the shoulders because she did that last week with her boyfriend. So and nice. I was like, this is the worst look. The only thing about this look I liked was the hair under the black light. Like the neon green yeah. in the dark. I was like, that was beautiful. But I'm all, really? you walked out with a with a stop sign and your outfit is a traffic. I was like, that is this is I'm all, this is like this is like week one drag race, not week nine. Any other week, this would be safe, but this is the week for finale. Complete miss for me and Jiggly Girl. This is where we need stones. So she did not look offensive. Sorry, girl. Yep. Mama Pal will give her three seconds to answer who her drag daughters are before and after drag race. And she says she knew all the queens before she did drag, but she says most importantly, precious, because she's been watching her for the longest time. She says to be her mother in this competition alongside her three lovely daughters, she loves them so much. A non-answer from Silhouette. Shocker. The fact um, when, when Mama Pow said you have three seconds to answer, I was like, it's because she takes 25 minutes. That's why these runways are so long. Jiggly says she is the only queen in the competition that has had an upward trajectory and that is a dangerous competitor. She likes that she is shows the importance to shows and family and letting queens know about Filipino drag. It's a lights off, girl. It was bad. Bad, bad, bad. Oh, yeah. The total lights off. Audience, 29% lights on, 71% lights off. Category is best drag. And in honor of the runway, we're going to play best to worst. Okay. Eva Queen, gown by Erin Montoya, headpiece and earrings by Ornate oh. Manila, hair by oh. Abigail Montgomery, nails by Claw Couture. The trash look walked, so this look could run. She looks opulent and expensive, and I would like this to rise like a phoenix. Black and gold are a really rich color combo, and she makes it soar with the feathers. What and then her makeup on this. Stunning. Oh, my. I was like, uh, bow down, bow down. I very much was like, this is what you do for your best in drag. And I think her and Marina had the two best looks for the best in drag for me. Yep. John oh, says that gorgeous. it was a good choice to use the eagle to represent the Philippines as possibly the first international drag superstar. And it's like, okay, not the first international drag superstar, John. You got that one wrong. Maybe the Filipino, but mm-hmm. this look, best. 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 Audience loved it 100%. And yes, I was very tired when I accidentally posted and accidentally labeled the first time that this was minty. I was tired. Thank you for those who called me out. <laughs> Marina Summers, look by Ken Bettino, hair by Versex. This is a simple look, but it looks so expensive and she radiates. This could have been a finale look. The gold on her is stunning. The headpiece is dripping in stones. The hair has volume, and I love this honey blonde on her. Oh, yeah. Kind of a very maternal dress on most people, but the slit in the leg makes it quintessential Marina. Yeah. Yeah, the headpiece is amazing. It really does like kind of give you that level of op- opulence that I don't think yeah. she has. I don't. I don't think she's shown that as much. Since, no. Yeah. It's a best for me. Best, yes. Audience, eighty-two percent best, eighteen percent worst. Minty fresh. No designers listed. Um, maybe black and gold are important colors for them because this is wild. That this is the third look in a row that went black and gold. 
Um, she is giving you showgirls on a diet. The black tool train left much to be desired. The gold piece on her body was pretty, but like we just saw the light up version. If you're going to do a headpiece, I need volume. This would be safe mm-hmm. on the other week, but not now. Yeah, I would say her chest piece is very remnant of her last look. So there doesn't really show that much variety. But I don't know. I wasn't, I was like, I don't know. I feel like you've given us better drag than this. I agree. Um, I'll still give it a best, like right on the line. Yeah, I think it would toe the line for me. Audience, 65% best, 35% worst. Precious Paul and Nicole. Look by Jobert Cristobal. Hair by Venus Deluxe. Um, I'm just going to guess that she ran out of things to wear. We've seen her look better early in this season, so this feels like this was an oh shit moment. Um, this is a walk around look at best. Very simple drag. I do like it. The suit pins are expensive. The colors are right. The hat and the dress are very cowboy realness, but just not for this category. I would have fucking reused the gold look that she wore in the uh, in the video because you only saw it for like five seconds because that was beautiful. And I feel like it was like the fact that she used it there and not here, I think was a was a disservice. I do think the dress itself is very pretty. I don't like absolutely. I don't like the hat and I don't think the hair is the right fit for this dress. I think if she would have came out with no hat and just maybe like slicked hair, like not like not like a very like a silhouette style of this like more having some volume but not like it being poofy, it might have worked better. Girl, you are a drag queen. You know if you come out in a slicked down hair with those sequins, they're not moving. That se- those sequins are catching every fiber mm-hmm. of that hair. Well, maybe not slipped in, but do something, maybe even short where it's like, because she's sure, shoulderless. Because sure. yeah. the thing is that her shoulders are free. So even if she did something that was like sh- up to shoulder length, Absolutely. that was just like in a red, a black, or even in like, maybe even maybe in a blonde, yeah. I think it would have worked a lot better. But I'm like, the hat covers her face, so you don't see it. And she kept doing the little hand gesture that you do on a cowboy hat. And um, But yeah, if it was just the dress by itself, I think I could deal with the hair without the hat, but I would have liked a different hair. Yeah. But so for me, um, it's from the neck down, it is the best. From the neck up, it's the worst. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a worst. Sadly, I love her, but no, no. Audience, 24% best, 76% worst. And finally, silhouette. Um, she comes out as a high priestess of darkness, and then bam, she is the priestess in a sex club. Did not see this coming and not sure why this is her best drag or why this defines her. Though it may be because she's a complete control freak, and I understand why she has so many children. She needs to creatively direct their careers. Yeah. Um, that's why she's dominatrix. As far as the look, um, it's good. I won't deny it. The straps on the legs did fall a bit. Mm-hmm. Leather and chain were a good balance for this dark queen that she is. I think because she had her hands out walking in the prey, mo- prey moment, you kind of already saw what was happening in her knees. So yeah. when she took it off, it wasn't as, as much of a shock. Um, I think if she had not had her hands on, just walked out in this a full robe, it's like, okay, dark priest, I get it. And then she just drops out and she's just like, no, it's more of a, like, it's the naughty woman underneath. I would have yeah. like, I would have been like, okay. But because I saw it coming, I'm like, oh, so you're going to be, you're going to contrast it with good and evil, but the good, the the good is still dark. So yeah. John says he was taken by surprise by the title of the challenge best drag. So the first thing he thought of the best you could put together until it became clear that also it is what their brand is. 
He says, looking at her, he is scarred, torn, tired, but he is here and has joy. He admires the puzzle that is silhouette, the lights, the darks, the shadows, the peaks and the valleys, and the stories she has shared. He says she remains a beacon and a standard for all the future drag queens. Don't feed her ego, but it he is, is good. feeding the, the ego. It's the best look, though. It's, I liked it. Oh no, I'll, I'll give it the best too. It, it 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 was good. It was very and the thing for her was it was very much the brand of like the dark witch that they kind of gave her early on. So I was like, oh, I'm here for it. Audience, lukewarm, sixty five percent best, thirty five percent worst. It is time to talk to our younger selves. Uh, First, we have two-year-old Evil Queen who tells little JC that you will have an amazing life, probably life the first two and a half decades of your life, thinking you're not good enough. You won't have your first boyfriend until you're 26, but you are strong and have so much love to give. She says, don't be afraid to spin wildly into your next adventure because every leap of faith is worth it. Now, usually, we don't have a retort from the judging panel, at least not aired, but Drag Race Philippines is like, boy, has some words. And well, he will monologue on and on for everybody. He <laughs> tells Eva that they often hear about inadequacy, but thanks her for saying life is about love because we are not in a very kind world. He tells her to make sure that no one makes her believe that she is not enough because she is. Okay, that was sweet. That was fine. Yep. Marina tells six-year-old Jan that you're living your best life in a small town, but I know deep inside you, there is something bigger waiting for them outside. She says she is sorry for letting him spend the rest of his life proving himself over and over again until this age. She says it will be worth it. And despite all that, she thanks him for filling his heart with joy and love and dreams and passion. She says that this is the reason why she keeps on going and hopes that he's proud of their life now. Boy will tell her to believe in the fact that our <laughs> dreams will always be smaller than God's dreams for us we're bringing god into this because he's going to decide the winner boy will say that after drag race he is 100 sure that she will be better than what she used to be there was a lot of god talk this episode well we've seen that that the philippines does have yeah a real there they are really religious because you know we had the prayer circle before uh mm-hmm. the girl group challenge they do you know they prayed to send each other home you know yeah Minty tells baby Min that she knows he really realized at a young age that you were gay and life would be extra scary because of that. You will hide your true self from the world, but I promise her that you will embrace your sexuality because that will be the way for you to achieve your dreams and promise her to find the confidence side as an artist because when you find it, you will be unstoppable. Boy tells her that her tears are our tears and what a sad life it is for anyone out there not to know us and not to acknowledge her pain. Okay. Thanks, boy. Was he getting paid by the word? I think so. It's very possible. I mean, they did make a joke later on about Karen and her uh, word um, value and rate. So maybe they all did that. That's why Mom Powell, whenever she adds, says the elimination, it keeps getting longer and longer and longer. It's, it's a full on story. Weird. It's yeah. so weird. So weird. We have Precious telling six-year-old Papai about after one year of that picture, your mother's house will burn down, but it's okay because your family is there and you'll build your home again. She says there will be times you want to rush growing up because you think you're going to be left behind by everyone, but don't rush. She says, continue doing what you want and always remember mama's advice. Always follow what makes you happy. Don't follow others. Just choose what makes you happy. 
To which I was like, well, if I follow that advice, I followed a boy and that made me happy. And then he ghosted me. So mama, you wrong. Yep. Men. They're stupid. Hate them. All <laughs> right. Boy says that they are storytellers and says she is precious and that she be in her and that should be in her mind because she's not alone. He tells her to stand on the shoulders of everyone and say that I am precious and I am queen. And I am precious and I am queen. I am woman, hear me roar. (laughs) I was rewatching this at work because it was so quiet. So when that came up, I yelled at my coworker, I am precious and I am queen. Um, That should be your um, new bio. (laughs) My new bio, exactly. And finally, Silhouette tells seven-year-old Rial that she misses his innocence. She says, life won't be easy. You'll grow up without a father or mother. You'll feel alone. But there's one person who's always by your side. Your grandmother. Grandmother. She supports you and tells you that everything has a reason, even darkness, even blackness. She says, when you put it all together, just like Grandma said, you'll find the brightness. So don't give up. on. And all of them are grateful to everyone. She says, it's not just... City gay kids, they gave them the opportunity to share what's truly in their hearts and minds. She says, you already triumphed, so be happy. And I was like, you still haven't told us about why you don't got parents and you only got grandma, but okay, fine, girl. Mm-hmm. Boy tells her that she's not just a silhouette because she is the real deal. He says, it's very important for us to realize that we love our friends and family. We learn to love ourselves. He says, in the evening of our loves, we will all be judged on love. Okay. So that's it, right? Nope. Nope. I'm going to one more question for all the queens. And no, it's not the dreaded question, which I really wished it was in this moment. It is why should they be the Philippines' first drag race superstar? Could you imagine? Oh, it been, I think it, it would have been fun. I don't know who they would have said. It would have been that's, a mixed bag. That is the drama we would have had for Untucked, is mm-hmm. whoever revealed it. Who do you think? It would have been Minty. I think they all would have said Minty. Yeah. Minty would say herself, and then she would probably... I don't know who she would have picked. She would Yeah, she, would, she wouldn't have wanted to pick her mom. She might have picked Ava. She might have. Yeah. All right. So, Eva says her dream is to professionalize the art of drag and elevate it. They are dreams of the drag queens who were paid 150 pesos for a day's work. She will be in a position to make an impact and create actual change. And it is also by God's grace if she will get the crown. And for what it's worth, she's really happy. And I was like, 150 pesos is like $10. Interesting. Also, um, uh, isn't the art of drag already professionalized? It feels like because the show has become this global phenomenon it does feel like the art of drag is already there so um, maybe it's like the small villages i don't maybe. know marina says she wants a young kid out there like her that there is a small brown asian gay boy who sees their future in her that's what she wants to be with our or without the crown she says there that she says they said she's the youngest she'll take that least experience she'll take that a horse she'll take that too but bitch let it be known she may look like a horse but she's no ordinary animal she's a fucking glamazon <laughs> she practiced that in the mirror before this episode i you know what it wasn't until this episode where they where it was like i didn't realize just how ex- inexperienced she was because she yeah. came in very strong and had a strong start but it was like this entire episode they really were throwing in the she's inexperienced i guess yeah. they're trying to like 
I guess it's to be like, oh, but she's going to win. I don't know. It's Mincy says since arriving there, she has learned so many new things. She will come out a different Mincy Fresh who has evolved. And if she wins, this is what she will pass on to others who look up to her and the young Mincy Freshes out there. Her goal is to bring drag outside of the clubs. She wants to be the representation of the drag community to the mainstream world. Good luck. I'm so sure. she wants RuPaul's job. Okay. Yeah. Precious says her drag is her heart and her heart is her drag. No matter how beautiful you are and no matter how expensive or not, you are very pretty. Your outfits are perform from the bottom of your precious heart and you will get all the opportunities in the world if you know how to wait. Just keep trying no matter how many times you fail and the time will come when you will be grateful that you didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And finally, Silhouette says she poured her heart, her story, her passion, proving that uh, but all she also showed that she has the will to fight. She imparted the reason why she continues to do all of this, and that is, is to show the history of their culture, which goes to show that she deserves a crown. And I was like, You're a broken record, oh. bitch. You know, imagine there was a world, there's a reality where Silhouette quit out in episode three. I just like and went the, home. Thing, the thing that gets me is she is self producing herself here. So very much to know that they're going to keep very much showing her saying the same things it's not like they're going to only use it once you got it in there every single time and so. i think that's i think the problem with drag race is a lot of people go in trying to produce themselves so much that it comes off as uh, inauthentic yeah. and when you come in with like you know this is my brand this is my this you're just like all right but who are you outside of that like when you're just at the bar kikiing, like, w- w- how do you come across to, like, patrons? How are you with your sisters? How are you with the, like, you know, the, the regular stuff, the, the day-to-day stuff, not the performance on a stage stuff. Like, right. yeah. Well, that's on that. They're going to go back and chat, come back, and when the Queens return, Mama Pow has made some decisions. The winner of the week is Marina Summers winning 80,000 pesos at a rebadge. Eva, precious safe. It is a mother-daughter dance-off. Mitzi Fresh versus Silhouette. Do you agree with the results? Yeah. I will agree with the bottom two, but not the winner. It should have been Eva. Do, I thought so, too. The way the Why entire not episode... Why not give her the one? The entire episode, it was like they were gearing up for... We're going to give you the... She's getting the rear badge. I'm all... Yes, Marina was like better in the music video, but I'm like... I. And their runways were spectacular for both of them. But I just felt like the story that the producers were setting and what the judges decided to do were not the same story. It's like someone forgot to talk to each other. Yeah, it, it was very, very strange. It's almost like... The only, the only other thing I'm thinking of is like if, if next week... I don't know. The only thing would be like... Because they mentioned that whole thing of like, do you need a rubedge to win the crown? I'm like, I'm wondering if it's like, is Ava going to be the surprise winner? Like, honestly, I, she was my pick to be number one. Yeah. But the way this is going, I'm like, Marina is making the most sense to take the crown. But right. you never know how they're going to do it. The song is You'll Always Be My Number One, one by Vernie Varga. Um, I think Minty Fresh just checked out, and it's a shame. Her lip sync at the beginning was just so off. It took, I think it wasn't until, like, halfway through when, she did, when her and Silhouette tried to have a Juju B. Raven moment. Yeah, that, she, that you felt like there was something in her 
but it, at the start, you can. It was like she was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go. I'm gonna pack my I'm, my bags are packed already. You guys didn't see it in the talk, but I packed my bags." The song very fitting for these two, and they really mm-hmm. let their emotions show when yeah. the lyrics allowed it. Silhouette just had the fire inside her that matched the song. Yep. Yeah, when they did come together and looked at each other, that was the moment for sure. It's probably one of my favorite lip syncs of the season when it got to that point. Yeah, I think that was a really good one in regards to showing like the the family aspect of it. Like when because yeah. when you when you have the when you have the lip sync when it is two girls who are like we've been you know through this or we the or the outside uh their lives outside Drag Race you're seeing each other being like I know how much you want this you know how much I want it so it's gonna suck. For one of us to send the other home yeah. and so i do think it was like because even she didn't show any of that emotion while she was doing the lip sync but after they said minty you're leaving that's when you saw silhouette really break down but at the same time it did feel like okay you think you're doing a little too much and even minty was like okay it's getting annoying Earning the final spot is Silhouette. Minty Fresh earns that iconic fifth place finisher spot as she's eliminated just before the finale Silhouette, as you mentioned, had another mental breakdown as Minty was leaving. Um, we really need to get her into therapy. Like, she dropped to her knees like the bitch is dead. It's like she, it's exactly, it was like she killed the dream. It was like, you're, you're, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. <laughs> All right, Untucked, did you get to watch it? I put it on, but it really didn't feel like there was anything major. It felt no. like just it felt like an end of the season untuck where it's just them being like, I'm glad we're here. It's gonna be sad that one of us has to leave, but we're almost at the end. You know, we're gonna take back all these memories. It was a very standard close to the end untucked. Let's go through some of the things that we learned. Okay. Um, Minty is feeling mixed emotions. She doesn't want this to end. Precious is overwhelmed. And Marina's feeling gracious and thankful and powerful and can't wait to win. Another sign that I think she's winning. Um, she doesn't want to be full of herself, but Silhouette saw herself there in the top five. Eva has green olives, and she is very, very excited by this. I can't tell you why, but I feel like this bitch has never eaten before coming to Drag Race. She is so ha- or she just likes food. I she, love food. Because I lo- no, no, I can't believe no, she is thin, she is ripped, she can't love food. That's bullshit. She's not that thin. She's not like she's not like minty um, thin. No, but she's she's ripped. Remember that first um, the the challenge the um talent show challenge, that photo of her? Trade. Gorgeous. I'll have, I'll have to go back and look. I'll have to go back and look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the queen cheers to the top three, and it's all jovial throughout the emotional runway. Um, Precious will ask if this is the top five they expected, and both she and Minty say no. Precious did expect to be there with uh, her divine sisters, but she acknowledges that this is a very deserving group. Eva will know that this is the top five she expected simply due to the perceptions of them from the outside world. She says this is the Philippines' finest and the future Filipino dragon. Now, Mix Silhouette, apparently we're calling her Mix now. <laughs> Says going in, she didn't count her competition as she is used to contests. Are these the queens she saw in the top five? She says yes, even if it wasn't her original answer. <laughs> She's so kumbaya this episode. Uh, you, her. So, you know what? Maybe she got a lot of good dick from uh, from Shadow while, uh, Honestly, while he was there. I think she did. Mm-hmm. I really do think she got a conjugal vision. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like he's staying in my room, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Eva is going for more food. She goes for the crispy pork leg because food. <laughs> Have you ever had a crispy pork leg? Crispy pork leg. 
I don't think I have. I've had pork rinds, but I Not don't think I've had a, me, I don't think I've had a crispy pork leg. Yeah. Now, Precious also says these experiences are incomparable. She wants to enjoy the moment. Eva says that this is the happiest day, but Marina says it's bittersweet. Silhouette's happiest day is shocker, seeing her partner. Seeing how much her partner is supporting her and wants this for her, that's bigger than the crown. Though she still wants the crown. She she keeps saying that things are bigger than the crown, but she still wants it. Silhouette says that when they look back, they're the only ones who can impart what they truly felt inside competing with this family. Marina will ask her if they felt like they got to wear their best dragon. She asks because she's feeling herself and finally wearing hers. She compares this to graduating again. It isn't just a dress. It's hard work and a dream. A dream that has materialized. <laughs> I wish I had a, a, a look that made me feel like, oh my God, it's materialized my dreams because this podcast is not well, it, It's funny how she was saying it feels like you're dra- graduating where I feel like drag really is just high school all over again. Like Literally. the drag circles and things like it's very much, it's like, oh, yep, you have the click, you have various clicks mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, it's very much like you feel like, oh, those are the popular kids over there. And it's like, <laughs> and I've always, I've always said, it's like, Precious and Drag is very much, oh, I'm very well liked, but I do feel some, but when you're selecting a set list, you're like, oh, I've, it's like, I'm not remembered that way, but I'm like, oh, but I can craft a show. I'm like, I can, when I'm hosting a, a gig and putting together a little of who's to do it and have a fun night. It's like, I can do that. I'm like, yes, I'm not going to give you a death drop, but I know my words and I can do a ballad like no one's business. Come on. Yeah. Precious was feeling emotional, just putting on makeup and she is proud of herself for making it there. She didn't expect this bond with all of them. And it's hard to think that it's ending soon. But Eva says that all good things must come to an end, which is why I ask, is that why I was ghosted? Precious notes that she has been doing drag for 11 years, but is amazed at how much she has learned at Drag Race. Marina is feeling grateful to be a part of this cast, and she is expressing her gratitude. She is thankful for the crispy pork legs, though, as Precious is passing them over her gown. Like, imagine if they dropped them on her. That's the sabotage we deserve. Mm Mm-hmm. Minty is finally going to speak up and says she's a mixed bag of emotions. And then we're going to watch her dip her crispy pork leg in a drink. She dips it in like the dark liquid drink. And I was like, what? I guess it's like, you know, like when you would get like a, a, a shake and you dip your fries in the shake. Not the same thing. Don't you don't know. I'm just saying like so, sometimes you want to dip something. That- Milkshake and fries are a perfect combination. Oh my god! <laughs> you pork know what? And martini. No. You know what? We we're not pork leg people, they're so right, maybe right, maybe right. maybe when you dip it in the martini, the saltiness makes it better. Makes it with yeah. the alcohol makes it better. Who knows? Well, Eva is happy for the conversation they had, as they would only happen at Drag Race, and the family she sees is in everyone now. Silhouette can't seem to find the words about her feelings, and that is a first. She can't find her words. Mm. Her the, gr- the girl that is an encyclopedia thesaurus did, cannot find the words. Now, for more proof that Marina's probably going to end up with the show, uh, a clown car horn sounds, and it's time for a video message from Marina's other sister, who also played with heels and makeup with Marina. Also, the child in the background of this video who is on the <laughs> iPad and not paying attention. Iconic. Uh, that's children for you. 
They discussed the child. You want to say hi to Auntie Marina? Who? Mm -mm. Um, They discussed the childhood fantasies of wearing blankets as dresses and towels as hair. And now it's what they live on their lives on TV. Dream it and it's possible. All the queens are going to rehearse with lip sync because no one got a really negative critique. So they all really thought they were going to lip sync. I was like, that's well, it's cool. also It's also because they've done that where it's like, um, we don't know who it's going to be. Uh, or it might be like, okay, you're the winner of the challenge, but the four rest of you have to earn your spot. Because yeah. anyway, didn't they do that in, was it the France, the top four, where they had them do the... Uh, they do uh what where the fuck was it where they had them do the uh lip sync uh battle yeah top yes yeah, top four that was right yeah, yeah um the queens head back to the main stage as we watch lip sync one last time and following her elimination minty seemed content and she compares it to waking up from a dream she gets her notes and of course we have to hear marina's first it's very sweet and yet we still have never heard about the boy fight they had. So can someone please fill us in? I want to know. Get the boy on the podcast. I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly have that interview for us all. And then Silhouette's note still renders her speechless, but she says she will honor Minty's many requests at Nectar. I want to check on that. Like, what were her requests that um, Minty would not allow? Mm-hmm. And with that, Minty sprays the room with a fragrance for good luck and to stay fresh. Stay fresh. Burning question time. Are you ready? All right. What is Minty's legacy? Uh, fashion, Lana Del Rey, Lana Del Rey realness. Um, when she doesn't get her way, she's a spoiled brat. And having to, and winning the first challenge. I, yeah, I, I think Minty was a definitely a fashion queen. She was fashion forward. She is a, vision of what the future of drag could be mm-hmm. i think the pressure of the show got to her and yep. i think once the stress hit she was done she couldn't compete anymore um bring her back in the future maybe she'll do better um, i think i think i think once you know what it is like to do drag race when you come back for an all-stars you already you still don't know what the all-stars twist will be but you have a better idea of like, you know how the show works. So right. you can, so you know, it's like, I'm not going to have the same anxieties as I did when I filmed it the first time around. Right. You can navigate the, the, mm-hmm. the things you didn't know. Yeah. Um, it's finale time. Who called Rue? Who was on the phone? Who called? Um, Pangina I- being like, we're Thailand season three, bitch. No, it was Manila Luzon being like, um, <laughs> um, why am I not here? Exactly. She's like, so what? You, you wanted to kill Drag Den? <laughs> All right. I think we've kind of established where we are in this one, but after nine episodes, the winner of the season is Marina Summers. Yeah. My heart wants it to be precious. I've said it from the beginning. I think she's brilliant. I think she would be a great present- representation. It's Marina's lose at this point. It, yeah, it is very much like Marina, I think, has to fuck up next week. In whatever they're doing, it from the looks of it, it looks like it's going to be a performance with Paolo, based on like how he was in it. I don't, I don't know. I will keep the things that I've heard to myself, and we'll, we can share it after the podcast. Okay. I, I know what the format. Okay, but I think I think if Marina fucks up royally, I can see her not getting the crown 
but I think she has to really mess up to not get it. But I do think, I do think when you look at all their track records, it's a very, they're very, it's a very stacked cast in regards to wins, highs, lows, and all that stuff. So it could go anyway. Um, I would like to share the statistics, aka the likes on Drag Race Philippines Instagram of whose team people are on. Uh-huh. Like oh, I have not. Oh, I have not actually. I have not actually okay. clicked on any of them. So right now, fourth place, we have Silhouette with thirty nine seventy five. Eva at fifty four ninety three. Then is Precious jumping to 12,520 and Marina leading with 14,910. Mm-hmm. So based on the audience, it's a two-horse race between yeah. Marina Summers, Precious, Paul, Nicole. Clearly we have Marina still ahead of her by a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably going to be one of those two. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like Marina, I think of them now, like, Silhouette was a dark horse for the competition, but I feel like Marina, is, not Marina, uh, Eva is the dark horse too far, for the finale. Yeah. Um, but again, I do think, like, her or even Precious would be amazing on A Future Versus the World because their personalities are just there. Yeah. Um, but again, the only upset I will have if they, is if they give the crown to Silhouette. That would be my upset. That would be my upset. But if it goes to any of the other ones, even though Eva had no badge, it was like she still was in a winning music group. She was close to winning a couple episodes, and she only ever had lip sync once. I'm like, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? I am on the Instagram at Harry is Precious as Harry, Venmo Precious Envy. Uh, this will be coming out uh, in the next day or two. So uh, the next, if you'd like, to, if you've been loving my voice and want to see me compete in the competition, like we've been seeing the drag race queens, I will be competing in the mixed rock bar competition. Uh, my preliminary week is Monday the seventeenth, which will be next Monday. And yeah, come out to the bar. It starts at seven. Come cheer this bitch on because I'm old. I've been doing it every year. I'm the Susan Lucci of the competition or the Jujube of the competition since we're talking about Drag Race. Uh, you know, they say, do you want to do it? They say, sure. Um, so, you know, maybe th- maybe this time I'll win. Maybe. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. No problem. I enjoy I Who knew I was going to be the correspondent for Philippines? <laughs> A big thanks to Precious for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.